where else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. Let's go, Buffalo! By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it! This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. This is pandemonium! Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn, Alex Jones. Happy to be joining you as we're just outside the Bills' first preseason game, so a chance to see the Bills play some real football, so to speak, here. No Josh Allen, no Stephon Diggs, but it's still football nonetheless coming up at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, a 1 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. So, I mean, it's hard to get goosebumps about preseason, but this is an opportunity to see uh, guys get actual reps, uh, actual, actual clock and game management here. Uh, what do you expect out of this preseason game, Alex? I'm really excited to see the young guys give their first shots of the field. Dalton Kincaid, Osiris Torrance. It's going to be fun to see even Kyrie Alam from last season. It's going to be fun to see these guys in action, to see how much progress they have made. One thing I'm really interested in seeing is, um, I've talked about this a little bit, but I, I, I'm going to keep talking about it. Dalton Kincaid right now is plus 4,000 odds to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. I think legitimately there's a very good shot. He, he if it, depending on what kind of preseason he has, um, I already have put a small bet down on him for that. But if it's if it gets to be a bigger situation where he starts to show like in the preseason, like man, he's really showing a lot here. I easily I, I would put a responsible amount on him but definitely a bigger unit play than i normally do just because i think that he can genuinely be a huge part of this offense and if he goes out there and has 40 catches 900 yards eight tds that might i think it's the greatest single season by a rookie tight end ever so if he can go out there and do that that would be a game-changing season and a really good shot at winning offensive rookie of the year the caveat with that is if any of the rookie quarterbacks make the playoffs, they automatically get it. But I still really think it's a good shot. Yeah, and, you know, I think part that will depend, at least in preseason here, is the quarterback play. Because let's face it, there's a, a big drop-off between Josh and whoever plays behind him, whether it be uh, Matt Barkley, whether it be, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, Case Keenum, and now Kyle Allen. There's going to be a noticeable drop-off at the quarterback play after. So, you know, with as sure-handed as his reputation is, if he has such good hands, it doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. If it's in the right position, he's going to catch it. Yeah, and I, I'm, that's another battle I'm really interested in seeing, Brad, because I think that – I really think that the Bills might go out and get another – a different backup quarterback. I think you might see the Bills carry one quarterback through the first final cutdown and go sign someone off the street, a veteran, eight, a veteran possible, you know, player, somebody like Matt Ryan or along those lines. Just because everything coming out of camp is that Kyle Allen and uh, Barkley just haven't been looking up to snuff of what you would like to see. I wouldn't be shocked if they brought both back, um, you know, on in the practice squad. However, 
I would not be shocked to see a brand new quarterback in the building after uh, preseason who's not currently on the roster. Let me just throw this out there for uh, for laughs and giggles here. In any reality, could you see Jake Fromm ended up back in the quarterback room for the Bills? I don't see it. I don't think he is a guy with upside potential, like genuinely. Um, it'd be interesting to see who, you know, who hits the waiver wire afterwards, um, you know, after cut down day, um, who's the guy, right? Like who's, who comes in and does those things. Um, and just looking up free agent possible quarterbacks right now. Um, I know Matt Ryan's the big name. Um, Joe Flacco's still out there. Chase Daniel, um, Josh Johnson. There, there's a few guys who are available who I could see, um, who I could see people going after. Right? I mean, even somebody um, like Nick Foles or Mike. Um, not Mike White. He's signed. Um, just one second. I'm well, I just want to throw it out there now that I'm not endorsing Jake Fromm. Granted, I've said on this podcast how much I liked him when he played at Georgia um, in that Rose Bowl against Oklahoma. That kind of started the salivation towards Jake Fromm. But I, I'm, I'm just wondering if there's any possibility of them bringing, you know, a guy like Fromm back or a guy like – I hate to say Davis Webb because I don't even think he's back aboard that he did start a game last year, granted. I believe, I believe he is the quarterback coach for the New York Giants. At the moment. Davis Webb is? I didn't realize that he wasn't on the roster. I think he is. Uh, He's the quarterback's coach for the Denver Broncos, which people were laughing about because he is like Uh, three years younger than Russell Wilson. That's crazy. No, so so here's the current like big name free agents available. Carson Wentz, Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, Chase Daniel, Bryce Perkins, EJ Perry, Tim Demorat. I could see if I could see somebody like, here's the thing. The bills are big on like, you know what? We might give this guy another chance. If they, I wouldn't be shocked if they bring Carson Wentz in for a workout or maybe even bring him in. Like, Hey, what, you know what? We know, we, right. That's kind of where I'm at is that it does make, you know, it doesn't hurt to be like, Hey, we're interested in, you know, trying to bring this guy in. Um, and you know what? That's it's okay to look at those those possibilities. I'm going to ask a question just to be slightly facetious here, but do you think if they did sign Carson Wentz hypothetically, and uh, he ended up playing and didn't work out, that uh, Terry Pagula would uh, would make Sean McDermott or Brandon Bean apologize to him? That easily could be, Brad. Because <laughs> that's what Jim Mercy made Frank Reich do. But Jim Mersey is a whole nother animal. My goodness. Oh my gosh. It, Jim Mersey is is a complete Jim Mersey is the type of owner that makes you look at your team and be like, man, I know there's some issues, but he is he our owner is nowhere close to as bad as him. Is he the new uh, owner wildcard? Is he the new Al Davis? I, I feel like he's been the owner wildcard since genuinely since Al Davis died, right? I think that since he died, he's the last. Jim Irsay is the last crazy owner where you're like, oh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're as equally, you're as equally 
uh, like there are equal chances that you say something so insane. They're like, do we need to take your team away or something so rational and logical that you're like, I, he said it and I agree with it, but I don't enjoy that. I agree with Jim or say, I don't want to be a person who's on record being like, Hey, I, I am like, I, I, I think the same as Jim or say, all right, well, something I'm interested in seeing, and we'll only get flashes of it throughout these three preseason games, but, you know, what does the defense look like with Sean McDermott calling the plays? I think it's going to be more aggressive. I think you see some different looks there um, that are, that are you know, some, some things we haven't seen from Bills in a while, some things we haven't really, um, you know, had them show. I think it's going to be a more aggressive defense. I, I genuinely do think they're going to be much more aggressive. Um, I also think it's going to be a little bit looser in that, like, it felt like a lot of times when Leslie Frazier was calling like a third and like third and 17, you kind of knew exactly what was going to happen. Everybody was going to drop out. There was going to be a hole that somebody just threw a perfect pass in and got out of first down. Like there are so many of third and double sticks. And I think that having someone new in there is going to change up the thinking. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, along with Alex Jones. I'm Brad the Bruiser. I corn falls across our social media. You can follow me at Bills Bruiser. Follow Alex at TW Callahan DHS. Follow us at DHS Buffalo. You can also like us on Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House or follow us uh, with our work at DraftHouseSports.com. All right. Um, other things that you wanted to see out of this preseason game against the Indianapolis Colts. I, I, I want to see the returner battle. You know, I want to see who's in there at, um, who is in there at returner, who's taking the reps, who looks good because without Naheem Hines, like that's a big blow, right? That's, that's a really Huge. big blow. And so I think you got to, you got to start looking at that because that that's a position that can really make or break the game, right? That's, that's a one that you can really affect things uh, in the game mode where you're starting out, where it, it just is, um, it just changes a lot, right? It just, it really changes a lot of how you play your game. If you can get the ball, like we saw it with, um, Andre Holmes, where he was constantly getting the ball to the 30, 35, 40, and the Bills were set up very well for offense. Like, it it does make a huge difference. Curious to see, too, and we talked about it last week, what happens for the Bills at middle linebacker in that battle. Um, I doubt we'll see someone really emerge in this game. If anything, I think we'd get more of a barometer reading that and that in uh, next week's preseason game. But that's one thing I'm curious to see is uh, who seems to be at least leading the way at middle linebacker and who's starting may very well give us an indication. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I think probably just judging by past position battles and how McDermott's operated in the past, um, I think that we'll start out with Terrell Bernard doing the first half. Or, sorry, not Terrell Bernard. Um, oh, well, Dodson, in the, fir- Dodson, Dodson in the first half. And then... Bernard in the second, like either first quarter, second quarter, or second quarter, you know, break it up however they want to break it up. 
And then I think in the game two, we're going to see the inverse. I think you're going to see Terrell Bernard start out, Dodson take second team reps because that's what they've done for every other position group that's been like a contested position. Um, so it, it's going to be, it's going to be interested to see, you know, like I think, I think it's one of those things that's going to be fun to look at how it breaks down and how it shakes up. You know, AJ Klein's been on his roster before. A good depth piece, but not a true starter. We saw him fill in admirably from time to time against Matt uh, for, uh, I was going to say Matt Milano, for Tremaine Edmonds. But, I mean, do you think A.J. Klein has any chance at cracking that starting middle linebacker spot, or is he just what he was before, a depth piece? I think he's a depth piece. I think he's very much a guy who they can rely on as sort of a hand, probably not a, like, starter. I think he's, I don't even know if he makes the active roster. I think he might just, um, I think he. Yeah, he could be a practice squad guy. I could see that. Be a practice squad guy and then, then be like, listen, we'd love to have you back, right? We would absolutely love to have you back. But at the same time, if somebody offers you a full-time roster spot, take it. Like, we don't have a roster spot for you, but we do have a practice spot for you. So you're a guy who can give us a lot, not only in the, uh, like, second team looks but also a guy who can give really good insight into game plans and can mimic other players similar to how you expect you know how they used isaiah mckenzie last year to to sub in for lamar jackson so i I think he's a guy who may be a fringe roster player if not a guy who's destined for the practice squad if he doesn't get picked up by somebody else i'm also curious to see the battle for you know cornerback number two on this roster here um, and the three front runners, how I look at it, is Dane Jackson, um, Christian Benford, and then uh, Kyer Elam, who I thought um, Kyer's been really, you know, getting into it players, you know, just really, you know, a lot of pushing, shoving, nothing crazy. Like, we're not having fights like we've had, uh, you know, at last camp or anything like that here. But um, I'm re- really interested to see who pulls out and wins that cornerback number two spot. Yeah, I am too. I think it's, I think Kair Alam is starting to, you know, almost feel himself a little bit, right? Like he's getting that, he's getting a little cocky. He's feeling himself. He's feeling confident where he's trash talking with, with digs and with other receivers. And so I, that's what you like to see from a corner, right? Like defensive backs are in a very unique position where they need, it's a psychological thing of, I literally need to talk. Like it's a, I'm in a psychological battle against this wide receiver. And every single time I make a play against him, whether I affected the play or not, I'm going to let him know that was me. Versus when he makes a play, you know what? It's not me. That was just a good play. Like, or I messed up onto the next one. It's, it's very similar, almost like a closer in baseball where you're like, you have to be hyper locked in every single play. Um, and I like to see that he's started to do some of those things you, you see from the best corners in the NFL. We talked about tight end a little bit, and we, you know, we talked about Dalton Kincaid. He was our first-round pick, but I'm curious to see how much they you know, put you know, Dawson Knox and Kincaid on the field at the same time if we see more 12 personnel, or an article I read today referred to as 11 and a half at this point. But I'm curious how much we'll see those two on the field at the same time. Yeah, I think it's it, it'll be interesting to see the usage because also it's one of those things you don't want to like if it's a huge plan because you have the 
the Monday night game against uh, the Jets coming up. So if you have, you know, this plan to use that, you might not show that hand in preseason. You might just be like, you know what? We're going to get them their reps and we're just going to figure it out once we get to the season. Probably a good question here for uh, before we start our podcast. But Alex, are you coming up for the preseason game this weekend? Or are you like me where you gave away your tickets? I am not. Um, we have our last home game for the Ithaca Warriors, the team I coach and play for. Um, as you can also find the broadcasts for some other teams in the Northeast Football Alliance on our street media. Yeah. Um, coverage is through the playoffs. Um, uh, we have our last game at Broome County, um, which decides our playoff fate. If we win, we're in. If we don't, we're out. Well, I'm curious to see how that goes. I know this is the Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast. But for those who don't know, Alex is a coach. Uh, he plays left tackle as well as we saw last week. And uh, our street media, myself, we, we broadcast the games. And uh, for those who want to hear a funny story, let's just say um, we couldn't go in the home bleachers because they were structurally unsound. So uh, I stood there with binoculars in the corner of the end zone. No idea where the ball was the entire game. And watch you guys lay a whooping on Broome County. There you go. That's our two minutes of uh, uh, semi-pro football talk on our podcast. Our, our, our uh, check-in on the Northeast Football Alliance. I mean, it's it's only fair since the Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast is the halftime show, so it's only fair that the uh, NFA gets a, a little bit of talk time here on our podcast. And for fans around, uh, you know, just around the area, there's a few teams in Western New York, a few teams in the Southern Tier. Um, the Lockport Wildcats are based out of Lockport. Genesee County Spartans are based out of uh, Batavia. Ithaca Warriors are based out of Ithaca, New York. And then the Broome County Sta- uh, uh, Stallions, who play out of Appalachia, New York. So I'm excited uh, for this game. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to be watching intently. And I'll probably go back and rewind it and watch it. But at this point, you know, it's great background noise. Uh, you know, when you're doing chores and stuff like that on the weekend, that that's more or less how this game is going to be, but obviously doing this podcast, yeah, I'll be sitting down and watching a little more thoroughly, but I'm interested to see some guys get some reps. Uh, you know, see how much Damian Harris gets reps in this game. What we see out of James Cook. Latavius Murray, does he get carries even though he's uh, starting to get anciently old here? Uh, I mean, it's, it's fun to explore these guys really trying to fight for these final roster spots, especially since there's only one round of cuts. Yeah, and that's the thing that's so interesting about this grouping is it's going to be interesting to see how the back half of the roster comes together, right? This team is is building to something and is just very close to finalizing their roster. And those guys at the tail end of the roster are the ones who really can make or break the season, right? If Damian Harris has a crazy season or Tavius Murphy, who's... By the way, been one of the most consistent NFL running backs over the past decade and a half. Uh, he is nine straight seasons with over 500 yards rushing, which is wildly impressive in a position that has higher burnout rates than nursing, than nurses. Um, it is, it is uh, incredibly impressive what Latavius Murray has done, and apparently, from all reports from camp, he has looked fantastic 
Well, part of the hope of preseason is not only to see guys battle and, battle and fight for positions, but to see the guys get through healthy. We had a scare the other day where Dan Dawkins left practice uh, with a hand injury. Apparently that's been avoided. He was back at practice just the other day. Thank goodness, because having him out of the lineup, I mean, he's been a Pro Bowl left tackle, that having him out there, you know, especially for week one against the Jets, crucial for this Bills squad who the injury bug bit them hard last year. And it's the first time really in the McDermott era that we've seen them battle such injuries that they can't afford to have that this year. No, they really can't, Brad. It, it is one of those things that it's the team can't afford to have those, um, you know, make sure everybody's getting through preseason healthy and make sure. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why Josh and Diggs aren't playing is it's, it's, Get them there. Get them their quarter. Get them their quarter of football in in the next preseason game, and then just don't worry about it. Well, the Buffalo Bills getting set again. Preseason action coming up this weekend. You'll want to check that out. It's a one o'clock kickoff from Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. Buffalo versus the Indianapolis Colts. And before we get into the rest of the Bills here. How do you feel about uh, seeing some Anthony Richardson reps on the opposing side? I'm looking forward to that to see how the rookie pans out. I, I am too, and it's going to be it, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, he's a, a, a I'm rooting for him. Um, I thought he was going to he's a really good prospect out of college, so it, it's going to be one of those fun times to see the young guy take his first snaps and kind of like, oh, you know, is this guy a guy we're going to watch these snaps of and think like, ah, this is the moment he kind of showed who he was? Or is he the type who, you know what? Hey, this is going to be the, this is going to be the video start on, you know, 10 biggest, you know, 10 biggest draft busts where you're like, oh, <laughs> we knew right then and there that he wasn't that good. Uh, next week, they will be on the road at Pittsburgh and then close out preseason the week after on the road at the Bears. So uh, that's what will follow this week's preseason action. But it all starts this Saturday at 1 o'clock. And, you know, it's fun. I, we live very close to the stadium here. We're about six miles away after living, let's say, the year before 2,000 miles away uh, in Phoenix. Made the wise move up to Buffalo where uh, I hear about these 100-plus temperatures down south. Feeling good up here. It's in the upper 60s here in Buffalo right now. Feeling fantastic, and I really hope it's good weather. There's a chance of rain on Saturday, so that my concern for any of the folks going. Uh, I would say bring an umbrella, bring a poncho. I don't even know if they allow umbrellas into the stadium, so I'd say bring a poncho at least just to be on good safety's measure. You can get them just about anywhere if you want to build one. But um, weather could have a factor in this one, Alex. It, it could. It would be interesting. I mean, the turf, you know, you kind of see it as as it is, right? Like, the turf is, luckily, you don't tear it up with the rain, so that's going to be less of a factor. But um, it, it's still going to be a big factor. Like, it'll be interesting to see how the passing game go, how the touches go. Yeah. And I think, you know, it helps build um, character. <laughs> I hate to sound like an old person, but I think it does. Playing in that kind of weather especially, um, you know, the weather is not going to be perfect, especially during the season, especially as the year progresses. This is western New York. We're going to have snow. We're going to have cold temperatures. Uh, that stadium is very wind-oriented. We're going to have a fair amount of wind. 
that it wouldn't hurt to have some rain and some kind of elements in this ball game. Yeah, I completely agree. It, it puts some adversity on early. And for guys you're testing out, it's a great test to see how they're going to react to everything. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just very anxious for the start of the season. So this is just the next, obviously, progressive step in the process. But I think when we do this podcast next week, Alex, we're going to have a much clearer picture, I think, based on what we see on Saturday on roster projections and where this is, where this is going to go leading into the season. You know, I, I'm really excited to see how these young guys come together, bring this team, um, and, and a few key position battles we talked about on this one, on this podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to see how they play out. Uh, if I had to pick, I think Kair Alam is going to prove himself this preseason that he is the number two corner. Um, and my hope is that Terrell Bernard starts at middle linebacker. For I think it's going to be Tyrell Dodson. I just have a weird gut feeling, um, but because they like McDermott likes a safer option rather than the bigger gamble with the higher reward um, until you know those young guys prove them, prove themselves. So I think that's the next battle. I think those two battles are the biggest ones, um, and I think it's going to be going to be interesting to see how they play out we can only speculate about this at this point von miller how do you see his return working out like i said this is 100 percent speculation because anything von says too unless it's coming from a doctor as far as i'm concerned that's speculation what's your gut tell you at least on von miller i think he's gonna be i think they'll activate him off the pup and then put him on um, IR. I, I don't think he starts the season on the pup. Um, I think he he will. I think he'll start it in a different, um, like a different classification, I guess. Um, but he's progressing very well, and I, I think the pup is week six, where I think IR is week four. Might yeah. have those backwards. Yep. No, no, no. You're you're spot on. Um. Well, I, I think that's going to be. I think he starts on the pup. Yeah, um, and I, I'm I'm curious too because I don't think there's a reason to bring him back. So I'd say activating him and then putting him on IR would make more sense because uh, you know you alluded to it last week that AJ Epinesa is going all out. That I I would expect him to compete for that job along with you know bringing in Leonard Floyd from the Rams. A guy who's, you know, won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Now he's on this roster looking for another one. There's going to be some really fun battles to see uh, in these preseason games. Yeah, I agree. That's the other group that I think isn't getting a lot of talk, but it's going to be really fun to see how much they progressed is this defensive uh, line group, the defensive ends and defensive tackles. Who's going to fill in behind Daquan Jones at Oliver? Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller, slash Greg Rousseau. Like, who outside those five is going to prove themselves? I think Kingsley Jonathan might have a good shot at making the roster this year. He got scooped up by Indianapolis off our practice squad last year. So I don't even think if he's on there, I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked if the Bills decide to keep him on the game day roster. Shane Ray's another one. I'm really interested to see 
how he looks in a game setting. You know, his story is a really great one. Um, and it's going to be exciting to see. It's going to be exciting to see what happens. How about Boogie Basham? Does he become trade bait at this point? That I feel like I'm not confident that he would even get an active spot on the roster at this point. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, Brad. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you know what their internal thoughts on him are. He can play multiple positions, which is nice. Um, and it'll, it'll just be interesting to see what happens. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Remind us, follow us across our social media platforms. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at DHS Buffalo at TW Callahan DHS at Bills Bruiser. Check out our work at drafthousesports.com. For Alex Jones, I am Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Go Bills. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Available on Spotify, Odyssey, Prime Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcast. An R Street Media production.